6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We know that we're into severe weather season in this province. We know that uh, in Alberta um, that... that the communities know the power and the devastation from tornadoes all too well. We we know that parts of the province are in what's known as Canada's own tornado alley. On average, we see about 12, 14 tornadoes in the province uh, a year. And while most of them don't do a lot of damage, we know that that's not always the case, right? You only have to think back, uh, what, 34 years ago, just a couple of days ago, the anniversary of, of Black Friday, Pine Lake, the tornado there, 21 years ago. Well, you remember last month there was that um, that tornado in Barrie, Ontario, that damaged numerous homes. Thankfully, uh, nobody was, was um, no one died. There were a number of people injured, but no one died. But following that, engineering experts were using their voice to once again call for Canada's building codes to be updated to include more protection against natural disasters, things like tornadoes. So I wanted to find out more about this with Dr. Greg Kopp, who is the lead researcher for Northern Tornadoes Project and the Impact Weather Chair in Severe Storms Engineering. Greg, welcome to 630 Chet in Edmonton. Thank you. It's a pleasure. All right. So give us uh, an idea. I know you. this has been on your radar for quite some time. Um, you know, we're hearing from you and other experts in this area following what happened in Barrie last month. Why did that once again drive home the importance that you believe that things like what tornado straps, things like that should be used? Absolutely. In Barrie and every time we have a, a fairly strong tornado, we see this roofs come off houses. And one of the things that uh, research has established is that actually the weakest link in the structure right now is how we hold the roof onto the walls. And mm. it's pretty easy to fix that. And we think the building code should incorporate that to, to keep everyone safe in these storms. It was really we're really happy no one died in Barrie last month, but um, I think we're just getting lucky sometimes. Well, and I wonder, you know, you think about uh, out here, and I think in a lot of parts in this country, we worry about uh, snow on roofs and, and the strength of roofs to handle that sort of thing. I would This might be just a, a completely off-the-wall question for you, Greg, but wouldn't it be better if... Is it better that the roof stay? Like, I, I'm wondering when it comes to tornadoes, you know, to have that roof come off and, and lift, like that, that they want to lift and pop up. So that's, we, we want to keep it on. That's the safer aspect, right? Yeah, keeping the roof on is the safer aspect. You mentioned, you mentioned snow, and of course, you need strong walls then to hold the roof up and you need a strong roof, and we have that in Canada. Um, we have really strong roofs, and so it's just the nails that are holding okay. on to the walls that become the critical part. And um, you want to keep that on for a couple reasons. When when a roof flies off, it doesn't just pop into the air. Sometimes it does that. Mm-hmm. Um, you see some. You saw that in Barry in a couple of places. But often it flies and it hits the neighbors, and you get this cascading debris. Okay. And uh, you see, you see structural roofing lumber going through car windows and every window on a house and garage doors, and that really is a life safety threat as well. So, tell us about these hurricane straps. What are they? Well, they're just small pieces of metal. Um, they cost about a buck a piece. You can get them in, in a local hardware store. 
Um, so they're, they're really common. Um, just builders aren't required to put them in and they cost a little bit more. So they, they don't because they're not required to. Um, yeah, it, it's really simple technology. When I, when I show people them, it's literally just a small piece of, of metal as big as two fingers together. So it seems a little bit of a no-brainer. Like, why wouldn't we be using these? You mentioned the cost. It doesn't sound like it's that much more on a house. What, maybe 60, 80, 100 bucks on a, on a, on a uh, you know, a very pricey home. It, why aren't these being used? Well, um, our building codes are really based on historic practice. So the first building codes were for fire safety because people were dying in buildings because they didn't have escape routes and things like that. So the building code fixed that. Um, houses get built to the way they were always built. And so the code embodied that with the idea of life safety. And there was you mentioned the, the 1987 Edmonton tornado. Mm-hmm. There was other tornadoes uh, in Ontario, Barrie in 1985. And... and there was a tornado in Quebec in 1982 where a cottage got lifted and thrown into a lake and it had no foundation and someone drowned from being in their house in a tornado as crazy and as tragic wow. as that is. And that led to, to foundation bolts uh, so you could bolt the house to the foundation. And the same reports actually recommended um, fastening the roofs better. It just that didn't get into the code. The foundation bolts did. You've been you've been working hard um, over the years to to push for this, uh, <laughs> and it must seem like you're you know pounding your head against a, a wall. Um, you know you you talk about kind of the the historical aspect of this, but obviously it's very difficult to get the code changed. Um, why wouldn't they be keeping up with the times? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. The code process is a slow process, and I actually think that's a pretty good thing. You don't want it just changing um, very quickly, very rapidly, and following latest trends. You want it to be kind of slow and cautious, make sure everything works. But this is a case where we, we know it works. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of stakeholders with building codes. There, there's experts, the construction industry is involved, the insurance industry is involved. Um, various experts are involved and uh, and so it's a consensus kind of process and so you just have to get everyone kind of on board with it and and it just takes a bit of time and I think there is a growing consensus around this but we'll see if it, it actually gets in yeah interesting stuff and, and yeah I just uh, I, I remember out here there was a, a lot of concern years back the fire department had raised uh, all sorts of concern about um, how close houses were being built to each other and kind of the siding that was being used on it and it took a number of years to get that changed out here so we've witnessed it firsthand in Edmonton about the slow process um, I, I, I'm wondering, yeah, I'm just wondering how long it's it's going to take. And I wonder if part of this is because maybe people think that tornadoes are just one-offs. It doesn't happen that often, so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, we get that a lot. Um, I, you know, I grew up in, in Winnipeg, so I'm a prairie boy too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember going home and talking. I ran into some friends, parents, you know, some high school friends, parents uh, in, a, in a restaurant. And they said, what are you doing? I'm saying, well, I'm trying to work on making houses resilient to tornadoes. And they said, not possible. <laughs> and so I tried to explain it to them. And I think that's just the, the kind of common attitude of, of people is, is you just can't do anything about tornadoes, but that's actually not true. 
and we use research to solve that and, uh, and and we have the methods and it's inexpensive so Greg before I let you go Curtis one of my listeners just texted and said you know what I installed hurricane straps myself a few years a few years back when I redid my roof so can can you know everyday homeowners do this you can you need to get some details right it's a little more expensive on an existing house because you okay. have to get it in behind the drywall and and underneath the roof but if you're re-roofing and you're putting new sheathing on around the east troughs and things you can definitely get in there and do it interesting stuff uh dr greg Kopp joining me this afternoon i appreciate your time and your insight on this one you've given us some food for thought today and i always appreciate that Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, take care. Dr. Greg Comp joining us this afternoon and uh, been working with, uh, you know, other engineering experts across this country saying, hey, you know what, we need to think about this. And especially with new home builds about these hurricane straps, these thin pieces of metal that are apparently nailed to um, each truss and to the top of a wall. And it, it helps ensure that the roof is fastened to the walls during storms as strong as an EF2 tornado. He's saying that uh, the, it's fairly inexpensive, about 60 to $80 uh, per, for, for a home to do this uh, but understands that you know when people are building homes you know you're always looking for uh, the best way or I guess probably the least expensive way to do it but suggesting that this would go a very long way um, in case of a big storm in those big winds and it's certainly something that we have seen out here before never heard of this before I had never ever heard of these hurricane straps before until I saw these reports coming out of Barrie and thought it quite fascinating.